the Columbia Broadcasting System and its affiliated stations present Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater on the air in The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. With infinite complacence, people went to and fro over the earth about their little affairs, serene in the assurance of their dominion over this small, spinning fragment of solar driftwood, which by chance or design... Man is inherited out of the dark mystery of time and space. Yet across an immense ethereal gulf, minds that are to our minds as ours are to the beasts in the jungle, intellects vast, cool, and unsympathetic, regarded this earth with envious eyes and slowly and surely drew their plans against us. Alien abductions are all clearly traced to various types of hoaxes, especially the Betty Barney Hill hoax. Crop circles are hoaxes as well. But the most telling thing of all is that aliens change with culture. So the Pentagon is going to present Congress with an unclassified report on recent UFO sightings as early as today. We're going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots in the west. Oh, thank you. Welcome to the Fire and Bones podcast. I'm Michael Crosswhite, pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And I am Nathan Loudon, the pastor of Millwood Baptist Church in Austin, Texas. Follow the podcast, rate it. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. So I don't even know. I'm. I'm. I don't even know if Christians should take UFOs seriously. This is all kind of made up. This is all kind of like, you know, this is the movies. I've seen Independence Day. These people are making stuff up. Everyone has the crazy uncle, the guy out on the edge of town, you know, who never comes out of his house. Got abducted by an alien in the fifties, and you know, now he's schizophrenic. Yeah, I think that's a, that's you know honestly, and and. It, so when we t- start talking about this subject, I think the typical approach that you take, we, st- we actually had a conversation about this just a couple of days ago. And when you start off the conversation, you begin by, why are we doing this? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> not, not exactly, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more skeptical of absolute conclusions than I think other people are right about what's and been I, and, seen and I, but this I think this is really important to like kind of start a, any conversation about UFOs or UAPs in precisely this place because I think the vast majority of people especially Christians when they start thinking about this topic immediately their mind goes to either movies that are like kind of fanciful creations, you know, going all back to like E.T., uh, mm-hmm. you know, what, what also are the other ones that you just mentioned? Mm-hmm. Yeah, e, right. Yeah. Um, Independence Day, stuff like that. And so aliens. our minds get There's taken... an actual movie called Aliens. Yeah, Aliens. Our, our minds get taken into sort of the the world of, um, what, what do you want to call it, fiction, uh, you know, 
again, fanciful sci-fi, creations in, yeah. in, in like mm-hmm. sci-fi movies and things like that. And I think it's a really good place to begin just because we kind of have to own the fact that like this topic <clears throat> is super weird for anyone to think about. Because the idea that a a spaceship, a flying saucer, Mm -hmm. unidentified flying object, a a unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAP, as -hmm. it's most recently been called, is going to like land on the ground. The door is going to open up. The smoke is going to like pour out. Mm -hmm. And then there's just Mm going to be this weird green guy Mm kind of walk down the ramp and say, greetings, earthlings, I come Mm -hmm. in peace. Mm -hmm. Right. So when we talk about that... I think you are right to be very, very skeptical. <laughs> so how's that? How's that different than the Tic Tac that these yeah, pilots so have seen all over the world for decades? Why? The, this is the reason that I. First of all, there's several reasons why I wanted to broach this topic, and mm-hmm. it, it, mainly it's because I think largely people are having two different conversations. So there's one group of people that they may, they may be inside Christianity and outside Christianity who are seriously having this conversation and they're going, no, there's stuff flying around up there or there's stuff kind of happening in the skies. And they point to very credible witnesses like our own Air Force pilots and the Air Force pilots of other militaries that have seen things and these are credible people they're not they're not crazy people we trust them with military secrets we trust them with advanced military weaponry we trust them with uh with sending a missile you know through the sky to a target you know we we trust them with incredibly sensitive things and these people are coming back going yeah i've seen x y or z in the air and not only that, but then you also have uh, the, the government, our own government, going. Yes, we've studied this. Yes, but we who, continue to study this. Who we trusts know what's the happening. government? I mean, who trusts well, the government? Really? So then, okay, really? right. So you have on one side, you have this group of people who want to seriously have a conversation about this, and then on the <laughs> other side, you have people on the who other are end like, of your phone call. Yeah. Yeah, on the other end of this, on of the other end of this podcast, you have yes, yes. another individual or a group of individuals inside Christianity and outside who immediately kind of blow it off and think and immediately go to Independence Day aliens and go to that and they think, well, this is that's crazy talk. Obviously, nothing like that exists. If it did, it would up in so much of my worldview. And so you have. I think these two different spheres of conversation going on where mm-hmm. people one one group of people are grounding things or trying to ground things in reality and go look we really don't know what's going on here and then another group of people that are going that's crazy I don't even want to have the conversation. And so for me the one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up and why I thought it would be a good topic to talk about is I cannot stand when there is an idea that's brought up that is immediately blown off and mm-hmm. thrown by the wayside because, quote, unquote, that's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. I, I, that drives me nuts. It's I like... Think, I think sometimes Christians are afraid. They're afraid there's no answers. There might even be seeds of doubt in their heart about God, about Christ, about the Bible, about reality, that they're afraid to not have answers. So it's much easier 
to live in kind of a blind faith sometimes, maybe. Yeah, it's absolutely right. I mean, I think, honestly, as as Christians, there should be nothing that we're afraid to talk about. No answers that we're afraid. Like, what we believe and what, what I am convinced of is that we actually understand reality in a deeper way and in a better way than anyone who is not a Christian. Mm-hmm. And we understand not just the tangible world that we can see, but also the invisible world, things that we cannot see. We understand that. We know it. We have record of it. And so for me, I, I think like, well, the the question is, is it real? Are some of these things really happening? And if they are really happening, then we shouldn't be afraid of reality because we understand reality. We know reality better than they do. So we have, we're better equipped with the answers than much of the rest of the world is. And so when we push these things off, like they're meaningless or they're crazy or we don't, they don't deserve conversation, it does us a great disservice and we should at least explore it. At the end, we may find that's not real. And that's great. If we do find that, that's fine. I'm not afraid of that either. But I think, just like what you said, more often than not, we're afraid that what we'll discover is it is real, and I don't know how to explain it. And that puts us even in a more dangerous position, I think. So let me ask you this. You you kind of brought up the difference between, like, uh, the green little guy coming out, you know, like E.T., like we've seen in the movies, kind of the, the fantasized version of possibilities, and kind of a real fact-based people have seen things, recorded things, video, multiple countries, nations, decades. What would be what would be like some prime examples for what we're actually talking about? What, what's worth actually giving some attention to that's not just I saw Independence Day and I'm having theoretical questions about possibilities, but I'm actually discussing things that have been reported, documented in, in various types of media, be it personal eyesight, uh, multiple types of equipment, seeing something. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about that, that, that you think is most worth kind of going, at least the category of most worth giving our attention? Yeah. I, I think there's, there's a couple of things that have really piqued people's interest. I mean, you, you could take this all the way back to 1947 in Roswell and say, well, there, there was a host of people who witnessed something and said that they saw it, testified that they saw it. There were, um, there were accounts in newspapers and things like that of what was seen there. And then there was a host of information coming on the backside of that by our own government that seemed to, you know, obviously there was like the weather balloon explanation. There was a lot of different explanations for what they saw or what they collected or various other things. And, um, and I think some information that, um, that they, that the government gave on the backside of that led people to believe that there was a massive cover up. You know, and uh, so so I think a lot of it, a lot of the curiosity stems from what was that and what happened there. And I think there's 
probably a really good explanation for it that doesn't involve aliens, uh, just to be clear. But I th- my point is, I think that that sparked a lot of curiosity. But then you have actual things that kind of are in a different category altogether. So like um, there's a there's some reports in the 1970s. So this, this dates back, I mean, 50 years we're talking about, in some cases even further than that, 80 years even. Where um, some of uh, some Iranian pilots in 1970 or in the 1970s had some interactions in the air with some of these whatever they are unidentified aerial phenomenon, mm-hmm. where um, their equip- equipment malfunctioned. They followed these things. In one case, there's a report of uh, it, it, the pilot following this aerial phenomenon and um, getting close to it, it's equip- equipment malfunctioning, the thing in the sky letting out this glowing orb that comes mm-hmm. towards it. Uh, he can't control anything. He can't get a lock on it. And the only thing he can do at the last minute is you know, throw the, the stick to the side and do a barrel roll to get out of the way of it. The orb goes back into this aerial phenomenon, whatever this thing is, and then it takes off at a rapid speed that, has never been seen before, you know? Um, but then you even have in 2014, um, and, and more, even more recently, uh, people like commander Fravor, I think is making a, making his rounds and doing a lot of, uh, interviews and things like that. He's a pilot in, I believe the air force. Um, he has a video of him in this plane, uh, locking on this tic tac object that is, uh, taking off at a rapid speed and doing things in the air that, you know, they've never seen before. Uh, and then turning at points, um, you know, uh, against the wind and still continuing the same speed. But I think the, the craziest part of that was his report is they take off from the, the USS Nimitz, uh, out in the middle of the ocean, just off the coast of San Diego, I believe it was. And they have, according to him, uh, in the in the cockpit in in the plane software, what they call a cat point, which is a, a basically a target, a place where they have to fly to, and so he goes to investigate this flying object out on the horizon that that they're obviously picking up, and so he mm-hmm. goes out there and he's got a, I think another person with him, and um, they lock on this target. It's flying around at crazy speeds. Um, they're they got video of this little tic tac object kind of skimming across the water so to speak and Mm -hmm. he goes around he circles around it trying to get closer and closer to it and all of a sudden it takes off at a speed that you know they they just estimate ten thousand miles an hour faster than anything that we could possibly ever go and it actually ends up at the cat point um that's kind of programmed into their flight software so um and we've got video of this and so these videos start to be released they kind of make their way around and what we find out then is that our own U.S. government, led by, I think, spearheaded by a congressman, a Senator Harry Reid, who has actually established this, you know, task force to identify what these aerial phenomenon are. And they actually changed, kind of changed the nomenclature from unidentified flying object to unidentified aerial phenomenon once mm-hmm. they saw how these things behave in the air. Because they can't actually determine that they're flying which is a strange thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's odd. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, t- you've got... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're used to saying everything in the air is flying. 
from a bird or a plane or Superman, right? Like anything that we see in the air, it's flying. But they're watching these things behave. They turn on a dime, not obeying the laws of physics, and they take off at speeds that have heretofore been unseen. And they seem to have no visible means of propulsion when they look at them with, uh, with like, uh, you know, uh, heat vision, uh, heat, what's the, what's the right word? Um, anyway, the, mm-hmm. um, where they, they heat, heat can signature. sense the heat signatures on, yeah. on devices. I can't, right. the word escaped me, but, um, they can sense the heat signatures and they see nothing. There's no visible means of propulsion that's actually causing them to fly. And so they've had to change the name to it's unidentified. Sure. But it's and it's in the air, sure. But it's a phenomenon. We don't we don't know. We can't really say that it's flying. And the government has sort of released these documents. You can actually read a government file that has been released as of lately, as of late, uh, from the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. <laughs> Which apparently, this is if I remember correctly, this is what Harry Reid came out and said. Like we've been spending millions of dollars on this as an underground project for years. Yeah. So this this to me takes the discussion into an entirely different category, mm-hmm. where now we're actually talking about well, there's some real things that are happening. It's not crazy people who are you know on drugs or something that are claiming to be picked up by the mind powers of this thing and shook around and all this kind of stuff, you know, but that are actually observing things in the air that they don't know what they are and that don't obey the laws of physics. And we've got videos of these things in, they, they, I think they call it transterranial where they're, they're actually at some point in the air and then they go underwater um, there's been pilots that have reported seeing this bubbling up from the ocean and then all of a sudden coming up out of the ocean is this UAP and taking off at incredible speeds and then ducking underwater as if, you know, it can, it can go into space and, and for the mm-hmm. Iranian pilots, they see it go into space and then see it in our atmosphere and then see it underwater. And, you know, I mean, they're not obeying the laws of physics in any way. And mm-hmm. these are observed by people that are they're credible and our government is spending millions of dollars on it mm-hmm. you know so to me i you know i think it even grounds it more in reality where we should really be talking about this and figuring out what's going on here mm-hmm. like what do we even think about this you know mm-hmm. yeah so when you think about what's actually happening Let's just we're gonna we're gonna assume these things are really happening. You know, I think if we were to sit here and kind of you know from our couch or offices try to actually determine what's actually going on and what's actually there, um, I mean, you can get into an internet podcast documentary spin zone really quickly, and mm-hmm. they the, the the point is that these things remain unidentified aerial phenomena. That's that's the category that they're in, and right. we're not about to move them into the well. This they're in the Michael and Nathan identified category now, because, right, right. because we figured it out. So if we yeah. we leave those things in that category as assumed, they're breaking laws of physics as observed. They are uh, 
they seem to have no human design capability. They far surpass anything we think is even technologically possible or have ever tried. Um, much less do we think anyone could even even do. So there's some there's something there that requires we leave them as unidentified. And uh, the UAP task force had 18 incidences, 21 reports that that they actually uh, really I don't know if we have those records of those incidences, but they tell us that there's 18 incidences, 21 reports, so various reports on some of the same incidences. So we're talking about something that's that's happening, something that's been observed, something that's been recorded, something that is mind mind boggling, and you know, saying it's the Russians doesn't seem feasible. It's even saying that it's our own government, that it's kind of you know, uh, technology that's just way ahead of where we are and that's hidden from our own, you know, it's kind of sectioned off in our government, doesn't seem to make sense. Is that fair? Right. Yeah, and I think I think that's kind of the the point too of of even talking about it is the i think we have to understand that 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 people by default are making assumptions about what's going on so Mm -hmm. whether you want to or not you've got some method of explaining what it is that people are seeing so you know you there's i think there's uh, one of a handful of different explanations that kind of we just give to all of this one is that it's technology from another government uh, entity, right? Like mm-hmm. so Russia or China or somebody, some, or maybe even us, somebody isn't being honest about this and they have this technology and they're able to utilize it, but we we absolutely don't know any, any other things about it. You know, it's just, it's going to be secret. It's going to be under lock and key. Um, I think there's a number of people and it's a growing explanation uh, and I think even kind of an assumption, probably largely outside of the Christian community, but I think even some inside the Christian community are tempted to believe that it's beings from another planet. That uh, whether people go into like Bob Lazar and like some of these other people that are claiming to have worked for the government that say, yeah, they are beings from another planet. We've captured them. We know who they are. We've done autopsies on their body and X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people buy into that explanation and they've kind of made an assumption mm-hmm. about it. And then then uh, if you listen really closely, you will actually hear a third explanation people giving. And I've even heard this from secular people inside our own government agencies and things like that, that they are that this is perhaps not of this dimension. And that, we're dealing with uh, a a set of objects, some sort of objects, phenomenon, that don't obey the laws of physics because they're not bound by the laws of physics. And explain, so I think, explain that one. When you say they're not bound by the laws of physics, that means that means they are of another dimension. Some from somewhere else. From somewhere else. Tran- and is, not, trans, is trans-dimensional a real word? It sounds good. It sounds... We're going to use it. Let's use it. Uh, so if it's not, then 
you have it here. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, <laughs> trans it's dimension. An, <laughs> it's on the internet, so uh, it must be real. Yeah, but I think I think those are. I, I think that's the important thing is to go. Okay, one reason why it's necessary to talk about something like this is because you're already making assumptions in your mind about what it is. Yeah, when you and, look at trans, trans dimensional. Uh, dictionary takes you straight to science fiction. Good. So there you Good. go. Yeah, you're right. There you go. I was just affirming yeah. what you were saying. Yeah, that as soon as yeah. we hear, as soon as we hear that, we think fiction. Yeah. And you know, I I I think that's a that's an important call out. Is that when we talk about things from another dimension, the most common place that we've seen that is um, sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. You know, time travel, you know, mm-hmm. coming through the wormhole, even even like all of the uh, Marvel stuff that's like super popular right now and is in our consciousness uh, regularly mm-hmm. is now exploring the area of other dimensions and other timelines and, you know, all of those kinds of things. Those are those are coming to be popular explanations for the reality of the world that we live in. And so you're hearing scientific explanations for other realities or parallel universes or things like that. Um, but the point is, they're all being brought into the consciousness. And when people see these things that are on YouTube and, you know, recorded on phones and recorded on, you know, airplane cockpits and you have astronauts and, and, um, and pilots all saying they've seen these things. I mean, if we're just honest with ourselves, you're making an assumption or you're Give, giving an explanation to it in your brain that will satisfy your worldview. Mm-hmm. I think every single person in this world does that. Mm-hmm. They may say it's fake. And the reason they say it's fake is because their worldview mandates that these things cannot be real. Because if they are, I don't know what that means for X, Y, or Z. Yeah. You know, we give it... Pl- uh, beings from another planet because we mandate our worldview mandates that everything be physical and explainable you know so i think all of those things we do to reconcile our own worldview so let's think about what we're saying here so if you if you look at the um the task force report um this is through the office of the director of national intelligence that you're talking about that came out this summer in june right and they mention a couple things, um, UAP collection challenges, that there's, um, you know, cameras, radars, or, you know, this, this there's difficulty in, uh, in, in these, in, in the technology and what we think they're actually tracking or have seen. They're, they weren't designed to do what they've been doing. Then they, they talk about the fact that they're probably lack a single explanation. All of these reports, sightings, recordings could be airborne clutter, plastic bag floating in front of the ocean, um, enemy aircraft, you know, that the camera didn't pick up the right way, natural atmospheric phenomena. So ice crystals formed on your camera. Your camera thought it was a tic-tac. Um, U.S. government or other industry development programs so you know you're you're seeing super high classified technology being recorded that no one knows about or you're seeing something deployed by china or russia 
that we've never heard of, we've never seen. Our our intelligence commit you know community is way behind. And then there's the other category, <laughs> which just opens it up to whatever. Yeah. And yeah. all of, if any or all of those things are true, then those things are ex- you know aside from the physics aspect of how is this even possible that these things function this way. Those would be pretty explainable um, a- answers. You know, oh, that was mm-hmm. a trash bag floating across the ocean. We thought it was a Tic Tac. Uh, mm-hmm. It actually was really close, and the computer thought it was 100 miles away. It, mm-hmm. Something like that, uh, or vice versa. Um, but you're you're saying that it's okay for Christians to consider that there might be um, another possibility that we shouldn't be afraid to entertain. Right. That kind of fourth dimensional possibility in the world that we shouldn't be afraid to wrestle with that and encounter it, ask questions, look for answers. Yeah, because we're doing it anyway. So a Christian, I mean, let's let's be honest, most Christians, and, I, and I'm, I'm speaking in generalities here, obviously, but I think most Christians are going to observe something like this on whatever, YouTube or their friend's iPhone or, or from the government report or whatever. And they're going to go, they're going to immediately rule out a being from another planet mm-hmm. because, you know, does the Bible mention these things? Well, no, it doesn't. Um, is, you know, brings into question about, about humanity. We, we believe and we teach that we were created in the image of God uh, you'll hear many pastors on Sunday by Sunday basis talk about humanity, what we are, and we believe, and the Bible even reiterates that um, humanity is sort of the the pinnacle of God's created order. Um, to to some degree, you know, along with heavenly beings, that kind of thing, right. um, and that we're made in the image of God. And mm-hmm. if you've got beings on another planet. Then what does that say for you know our uh, understanding of reality, our understanding of the Bible, um, the the Christian uh, story? Which which here's the thing I think too. Like we're not even talking about potentially beings on other planets because we've never observed anything to my knowledge that makes us think be- beings are on other planets. Our to my knowledge, our observances of questionable things and, and phenomena has been on our planet. Is that right? What do you mean? Like, have we, have, do we have any kind of, have we seen anything on Uranus or Pluto or Saturn that makes us think, oh, there's beings out there? It seems like the, the situation is we've cited some unidentified phenomenon on our planet. Right. Well, certainly we have, but then, like, if you interact, if you interact for any time with secular people who mm-hmm. are talking about... When you uh, say secular, you mean people who are not believing in Christ, not a Christian worldview. Yeah. Yep. yeah, right. People who are not Christians. You interact with them on any uh, level, um, whether you're consuming a podcast or watching a YouTube video or even talking with them in person. Um, I think largely the... One possible explanation that is camped on for a long period of time is that this is possibly communication from another, a a group of beings from another planet. 
and immediately Christians have staked their their opposition to that idea uh, because it's grounded in a lot of Darwinian evolution. It's uh, and, and, you know things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so Christians push against that and go, you know, no, that it can't be that. But and and I'm fine with that, and I think that's the right that's the right conclusion. It's not that, and I don't believe it is that. But my point is that when they distance themselves from it, having no other explanation for it, they go, this is crazy then, and it's not real. It's not mm-hmm. really happening. And the, the reason I think that is foolish is because the rest of the world is, is interacting with it, and most of them are interacting with it in a way that they're unafraid to. Well, what explanation is there? And any explanation will suffice. Right. So you give me, well, Darwinian evolution is bound to have, if, if the universe goes on forever, this is kind of the premise, if the universe goes on forever, then there's bound to be another world out there that has been created in the optimal or that has been created by evolution or the Big Bang or the evolutionary processes is in just as in ideal a spot as Earth is and can hold life. And if that's the case, then there's bound to be other beings out there like unto us that are sentient, that can think and act and move and things like that. We're not talking about amoebas. We're talking about, you know, um, that, that are actually humanoid as it were. And, um, it's possible that they're more of an advanced race than we are. And that explanation suffices for the vast majority of the rest of the world. They have no problem with that, and they don't want to distance themselves from it. In fact, So are you saying Mar- Christians should be eager, potentially eager to agree with them? No. I'm, I'm saying I don't, I don't buy into that explanation, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is because Christians are afraid to interact with the idea at all, mm-hmm. they, they push back against, well, that can't be true. Mm-hmm. And being afraid to interact with the idea, they have to rule it as it's crazy. It's just mm-hmm. crazy talk. We can't we can't even think with, about this at all because, well, that idea is crazy. But my point is, offer them a better solution. Mm-hmm. Offer them a better story. Because what you know, what happens is it, Christians become seen, and we actually are in that case, um, you know, in in a spot where we kind of live in a closed off uh, world that we've kind of create little belief system that we've created for ourselves that doesn't have doesn't want can't imagine can't even imagine answers uh, for actual phenomena that are that are happening and that's right people kind of and it puts Christians in a place where and we've been I think Christians have had struggled to be in this place about other things as well you know where um we're we're just kind of you know like even just, even the Bible for example for example when Christians get into a place where they act the same way about the Bible well you just have to believe it well is it credible like who wrote it where is it from how old is it is it is it even reliable how, who who copied this and gave you know gave it down the generations oh and Christians just say oh you know we, we just have to believe we just have to have faith and it's, that's true we're saved by faith uh, we grow by faith we we. Without faith, you cannot please God, right? Faith is central. But 
it's not unreasonable and it's not foolish and it's not totally blind uh, to to the mind and to engagement with everything else the world uh, around us is is it's kind of like we we, we, we're not disconnected in that way. So this isn't another opportunity for Christians to just kind of camp out in their own, you know, clo- close your eyes, close your ears, believe in Jesus that doesn't actually engage with the world. And it's in da- it puts Christian in danger of, one, their own faith being rocked when, when something comes out, when they get in a conversation with someone. And from those who are looking outside into Christianity, makes us look more like a cult. Makes us look right. like, hey, we're just... Don't don't ask us any questions. Just believe in yeah. Jesus. We can't talk about anything. We don't know anything. I'm just a Mormon here at your front door. I've got like six lines that I can give you that uh, that I learned at Sunday school last week. And if you start asking questions, I'm gonna have to call in somebody else. Right. And we look we look just like that. Yep. So yeah. we shouldn't we should not be that. We we no. shouldn't be afraid of anything. We should. Uh, we, we might not have all the answers. I mean, let's just be honest. I don't think you and I are like, hey, we have all the answers here. Just listen to the rest of this podcast. But the Christians right. shouldn't be afraid of, of any question. Uh, I mean, just when it comes to the real simple understanding of Scripture is the sufficiency of Scripture even, of God's revelation. Do we think it has answers? Right. Um, now, I do think it might be fair that, you know, if – if there is someone in the position who is going to say, I think this would be a, just to, to be fair to some people. If someone comes up and says, listen, I've heard it all. I read it all. I, I saw the intelligence report. I saw the video. I saw the Iranians video. I saw the Tic Tac. I just think there's explanations for all of this. Sure. Uh, I think this was, you know, uh, a spy craft. I think this was a radar failure. There's nothing wrong with that. Holding no, that. right. There's nothing wrong with holding that. We don't think you're crazy if right. if you just kind of think all of this is explainable in purely uh, physical, uh, right. you know, discernible, easily explained in the sense that, you know, would make sense once the answer became clear, once it was no longer yeah. unidentified. Uh, that's not that's not wrong if you hold that right. view about these kinds of events. And sometimes yeah. – and depending on which event, I lean different ways myself. Like I see some of these, I'm like, eh, it just looks like a, uh, you know, it looks to me like something in the air. You know, the, the lights reflecting off a cloud, weird. And it, the camera caught a glare. I think that. But there's other sure. things where I'm like, uh, that's crazy. Like right. I, I don't know what I, I don't know what to do with that. And you've right. got multiple experts in multiple fields going, yeah, we don't know what to do with that, because everything's working. You know, there's a there's a plane, there's a ship looking at the same thing, detecting it at the same time from multiple angles with multiple kinds of instruments. And I'm going, yeah, they don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, so I got to think creatively about what this could be. Yeah, I mean, so if somebody wants to explain some of the, the cockpit videos and things like that is, well, there's a fly on the camera and it looks like a tic-tac. I'm, I mean, I'm <laughs> fine with that so long as the evidence bears that out. Fly. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've heard that explanation. But part, yeah. I, think, I think the importance there is we don't want to obscure the evidence or to be afraid of the evidence because we're afraid that the evidence will point to a conclusion that we're uncomfortable with. Um, I think that's the point, is that yeah. we need to be unafraid of following the evidence wherever it leads. And Because I believe, first of all, I want to believe what's true. I want to believe what's real. Yeah. And second, I believe that in the end of the day, 
there will be no conflict between the scriptures and what's real. Yeah. Because I think they actually depict what's real. And so when you get to explanations like that, with like Commander Fravor, I think is a, is a really good example of this like flying tic-tac that ends up at the cat point. It's difficult to explain that as like a, something on the, on the lens because yeah, let's first be of all, it's observed by multiple different uh, yeah. radars and things like that. And, um, and, and it's also seen with his eyes. A, a $5 million camera going, what, five, 600 miles an hour? I don't know the specs on this. Yeah. And you're telling me a right. fly got stuck on there at, you know, yeah. three miles in the air. You know, that's, yeah. that's your answer. Uh, right. I don't know. I just, you know, yeah. we have all this technology. We can, we can compete with the highest military in the world. We can shoot missiles across. <laughs> but that dadgum fly <laughs> yeah. just got stuck on there and totally yeah. ruined everything. Really? Uh, I don't think so. Bro, he had some super sticky... He had some <laughs> some wide receiver gloves on when he's like yes, right. stuck on the, you know, and and so and then obviously ends up at the cat point where the USS Nimitz is identifying. Hey, you need to turn your attention over here because it's now it's now where you're supposed to be. Yeah, um, which is a terrifying thought. You know that yeah. I think that we're, is we're being difficult. tracked here. Yeah, they're tracking and then us. too, yeah, and then too, you know, I have. I have some reservations about the explanation that's typically given, which is, uh, and I think this so, this is sort of explained it all away, kind of put everything under this category of, well, this is obviously technology that is developed either by us or by other countries that um, that we've never seen, and I think I, I can I can understand that, and I can probably even say maybe some of these are that, you know. Or and and I'm not necessarily willing to stake a claim on any one particular opinion, but I I do think that as days go by and as years pass, it becomes harder and harder of an explanation because you've got you know you're you're 40 years from some of these reports, mm-hmm. uh, 80 years from some of the earliest reports of these. Um, depending on how far you want to go back, I mean, you could see this in in some of the you know some probably years before that. Um, and it just becomes, it, it just, it's harder and harder to believe that explanation because you would think that at some point that technology is going to make its way into our repertoire, our weaponry, you know, mm-hmm. or that we're going to utilize it in some way. And, you know, it just seems like this sort of breaks that, that sort of explanation you know, a little bit at least. And I, I think it's some of it's still possible, but, you know, it just, I don't, I don't know, I don't look at that with as much credibility of an explanation just because I, I don't know that the evidence is pointing in that direction, but it could be. Right. And, and, and I don't even know that, you know, the, I, I don't know, the odds that all of these incidences are explained the same way, mm, well, probably not, you know. Um, or all of them have entirely unique explanations. Well, even the uh, UAP task the force says that, right? Like right. they, they even say in the report, like these don't all have the same explanation. That's right. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and it is, the report is a pretty good job of a non-report, you know? Right. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good job of saying here's, here's some pieces of paper, um, with a lot of words thrown together. <laughs> Um, and it basically says either we don't know anything 
uh, or I think more likely, we ain't telling you nothing. <laughs> yeah. Even if we do know, we're not yeah. going to tell you what we yeah. do know. Here's something. Let the press eat this up. Let let the you know let the YouTube videos have their day. Uh, yeah. We saw some things that you guys saw. We're all going to go back to what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So okay. So let's 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 assume some Christian response. Like, what could what could this be that would that would not seem crazy to a Christian? That would not require a Christian to accept a faith outside of his faith, so to speak, something outside of a Christian worldview things that he already believes or she already believes in order to say, yeah, these things are happening and they're they're not made by Russia or Iran. They're not made by the American government. In fact, they're not made by man at all. They're something else. Is there anything in the Christian worldview that could say, hey, I've got space for this? Yeah. Pun intended, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Is there is I mean seriously, my dad skills are good. Between the coffee and being a dad, I feel on point right now. So <laughs> we have uh. space to deal with this. We have an answer. There's there's something in our worldview that we can attach and go, you know what, this actually can give some answers or at least potential answers, right? Remembering we're really leaving these things in the unidentified category. And kind of going right. one step further, going, okay, if they're if they're not Russia, if they're not American, if they're not man-made, if they're breaking laws of physics as we know them, then there's potential that they are trans-dimensional. Let's just say that's the case. Mm-hmm. Do we just go, oh my gosh, my whole Christian worldview just exploded and shattered into little pieces over here, and I'm going to go sweep it up and leave the faith because there's a trans-dimensional being object happening in the world i think you're going to say no i don't think we should do that even if that's the phenomenon that's happening yeah well let's let's be clear on a couple things too before i even mention some of this is that one um we i do think the explanation of beings from other planets is insufficient and really irreconcilable with the scriptures um because I do think that we're created in the image of God, that humanity is a unique species. And I think Darwinian evolution is ruled out of a possible reconciliation with the biblical text. So I I don't think it's, I don't think that's a sufficient explanation. Um, So I think that that has to be ruled out. However, uh, creation of another like government, this is a government technology and, you know, is a, I think a very viable and possible solution for some of these things, at least some of them, maybe all of them. Um, and we may very well find out, you know, one day, or maybe we won't, maybe our grandkids will find out one day that surprise, you know, America has had this, you know, under the ground at area 51 or something like that for Mm -hmm. forever. And, you know, there's the explanation, you know, it's kind of unveiled Mm -hmm. and here we have these, these, spacecraft that can do this kind of thing. Um, but I do think there is, uh, the, the explanation of trans dimensional travel is well within the bounds of scripture, actually. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Paul, Paul mentions, first of all, in uh, Colossians 1.16, for by him all things are created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, mm-hmm. whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things are created through him and for him. The Bible, we know this, the Bible, uh, Paul, everybody in Scripture recognizes that there are things that we can see and then there are things that we cannot see. Mm-hmm. Things that uh, that obey the laws of physics, things that do not be- obey the laws of physics. The Bible mm-hmm. is very open, unabashed, about when Christ rose from the dead, that the disciples were behind a locked door, John tells us, and Jesus appeared. Mm-hmm. And his appearance to them required proof that he was more than spirit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, that he had to eat and drink and and let them know that you know spirit can't do that. Mm-hmm. We we also see post his resurrection he ascends into the mm-hmm. clouds and disappears. And mm-hmm. the Bible is perfectly fine with that explanation and expects you the reader to see that explanation and go, yeah, that happened. Um, I sat down with a friend of mine who is not a Christian. And we were going through the gospel, and and um, and he brought that up. He's like, "So I'm supposed to believe that this guy just lifted up off the ground and just, you know, he called him Zombie Jesus, just disappeared mm-hmm. into the clouds." And I said, "Well, a Zombie Jesus aside, um, disappearing into the clouds, yeah, it, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about a guy who just rose from the dead, and mm-hmm. disappearing into the clouds is the thing that you want to talk about, yeah. <laughs> you know." Um, so in, in, and, and not only that, but we believe we have multiple narratives throughout the gospels, throughout the book of Acts, um, even, you know, yeah, even in Jewish apocryphal literature and things like that, that are not in, that are not necessarily in scripture of demon possession, demonic interaction. We have stories even all the way back into Genesis, Satan himself possessing a serpent, and the Nachash coming into the Garden of, of Eden and uh, tempting and uh, tempting the original couple, Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. And we have all of these stories throughout Scripture of, of people, humans, interacting with uh, beings that do not obey the laws of physics and don't seem to be bound by them at all mm-hmm. and have even what we might say is strange properties to them. Mm-hmm. And this is well, I think this is is written throughout the biblical text. And the Bible even encourages you to think about them and realize that you're that we we're in a fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers that for lack of a better for for a modern explanation don't obey the laws of physics. Mm-hmm. And so you know, for me, one of the reasons why I think this is, it's foolish to push away from this is, is like, you, you believe in the Bible. You, you, the Christians own the copyright for trans-dimensional travel. That, you know, I mean, let, let's put a fine point on it. We do. Uh, this is well within our, our realm here. This is our, our, this is our playground, so to speak.
for listening to the Fire and Bones podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider subscribing or following the show on your favorite listening platform so you can be notified every time a new episode is released. Consider leaving us a generous review if that's an option for you. And most importantly, share this podcast with someone that you think might benefit from it. Be sure to check the show notes for any relevant links, including our contact information. Feel free to reach out to us with any questions you might have. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Fire and Bones podcast. Thank you.